Welcome back. Hello. Lads, I was editing the last episode there yesterday and I just realized how much I shout. Always have to. I always have to amplify Eva's voice and then take mine down a few notches because I must just shout. I think it's because my earphones are in my ears jammed in there. So I don't realize how loud Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah. Even though I think I'm fairly loud. I don't know. Um, anyways, welcome back. Welcome back. Woohoo. Um, Agony at 2.0. Thanks for sticking around, anyone who's listening, or to new listeners. I know we have one new listener today, one of my co-workers. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and I already know which bloody question Keith put in. But anyway, we won't, uh, we won't mention any names. <laughs> oh, okay. I know what this is then, and I thought it was one of my brothers, but I know who you're talking about <laughs> <No. now. laughs> I don't even know this person, but I just know exactly who it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so yeah, Agony Ants 2.0, but... Let's do some peak and pit first of all. Um, so you want to go go first? Oh, oh, we're too polite. Oh, okay, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my pit of the week was that I finally got COVID. Woo! Yay! Yeah, COVID finally got me. Um, (laughs) Went into work, got a migraine. I get aura migraines, so my vision goes black spots my left side goes numb my speech goes the whole thing basically if you don't know what it is you think you're gonna have you're having a stroke (laughs) so much fun so um yeah had to get sent home from work um came home was vomiting a lot I thought it was because obviously you can you can you know migraines can make you throw up and everything um they can make you quite ill so went back to bed slept all day and all night woke up the next day got ready for work still felt really out of it but I was like "Eh, it's fine and then I was like hmm I was kind of feeling a bit fevery chilly last night so maybe I should take a lateral flow test lo and behold came up positive so much fun so to be fair that day I was like thank god I don't have to go into work because I still wasn't feeling 100% and then the next day I got another migraine which has never happened to me before I've never got like two and three days so I was so out of it for the whole week I couldn't tell like I was absolutely fine no you know real complications COVID complications anything like that but mm-hmm. the fatigue was unbelievable like walking getting out of bed walking down the stairs and coming into the couch like I was so tired I would made make the bed and I'd be so tired but um I don't know if that was migraine hangover or whether it was COVID but yeah it was only seven days but my god I was going crazy yeah I don't know how I ever did lockdowns like I just Mm. couldn't couldn't cope with it at all I think it was because it was I was isolating but no one else was like the world was just going I'm sorry I can't stop looking at my hair (laughs) I look yeah, like whenever, whenever I answered the phone um, to Eva tonight I actually just couldn't stop <laughs> laughing because her hair is just extra crazy looking tonight because she didn't have a chance I have really frizzy it. hair um, oh. so when I brush it I look like Hagrid and everyone always thinks I'm exaggerating but Sarah can confirm I, I do look like Hagrid it's fluffy tonight it's fluffy, it's fluffy so yeah that was that was great but look I've had it it's done now. I'm going to get my booster jab when I eventually can because you have to wait three months mm-hmm. after you've had it. But yeah, I was just really glad that it because it was a day after my parents went home after Christmas. So I was just very glad that they didn't get it. I don't know how they didn't get it. I'm very glad that we still had, had our Christmas. So it was fine. Yeah, that's good. My peak is also health related kind of or sorry pit even. Yeah, um, I was like, uh, no. <laughs> no, this is absolutely not a 
epic um so i very often get like sinus infections and ear infections and stuff and it like often like manifests in like jaw pain so over christmas i had jaw pain for like two or three weeks on one side of my mouth and I just assumed it was like sinus infection and I was off work two weeks as close contact twice and the night I was due to go back to work I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst toothache ever and basically that was actually where the jaw pain was coming from so I was back to work and I was in so much pain I rang the dentist and I was put on diphene which is a very strong painkiller I had absolutely no relief from it and you're only allowed to take it twice a day and so then I had to go to NIDOC that night um, so they gave me more painkillers so they gave me tramadol and an antibiotic And then I still had no relief. So the next day I couldn't go to work because like Eva, I was getting sick. There was blood. It was all very dramatic. Went to the dentist, got an x-ray and he confirmed I needed to get one of my wisdom teeth out. And then I tried to go to work the next day and I lasted like five hours. Maybe I wasn't allowed to drive or anything because of the pain medication I was on. So I had to ring mommy to come and get me. And then the next day I couldn't go into work went back to the doctors I was given more painkillers again and a second antibiotic so over the space of like six days I was put on diphene tramadol and lyrica all for the pain all at once and then two different antibiotics and I was just wiped out and I had no actual relief from the pain from Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday five full days I was in constant just constant pain it was horrible couldn't sleep couldn't eat I was basically on a liquid diet and it was horrible I mean you literally did not sleep like you just Mm -mm. five days horrible yeah I don't know how you did it so I spent most of my time down in the sofa in the middle of the night with an ice pack on my face and just trying to not overdose on the amount of drugs it was very difficult to keep track of everything and that's why I originally went to NIDOC the the second night because they given me diphene and I knew I wasn't allowed any more and I'd already maxed out on paracetamol and ibuprofen for that day as well it was like nine o'clock at night and mommy's like Sarah it is going to be such a long night if you don't go see someone so yeah that was the most medication I've ever been on at any point in my life it was crazy um and tomorrow week I will be getting my tooth out and I cannot wait because hopefully then I'll not have any pain with it all of my other wisdom teeth are up and they're fine I never had any issues with them but this one um is impacting and the gum around it is like I don't know it needs to come out so it's coming out I'm very excited to get it out and hopefully I'll not have any more pain but yeah I've never experienced pain like that before in my life it was horrible and I hope I never experience it again so yeah that was yeah we had they were probably the worst pits we've had in a long time to be fair because usually our complaints are oh I don't know what happened to me this week <laughs> and this week we're like this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me <laughs> yeah yeah usually you're just, you pitch me your first word problems but this was these are, these are real world problems <laughs> and what's your peak that's a good question isn't it <laughs> <laughs> my oh gosh I don't know why don't you just vaguely say that something really good happened yeah there you go that's it yeah we had some really really lovely news obviously I'm not going to say what because it's not my place to say but yeah really 
happy news excitement yeah really exciting really lovely yeah so anytime I'm trying to think of something happy that is literally all that I can think of so that's that's my peak really (laughs) yeah it's so exciting and you'll um obviously be able to tell everybody in the next year I'm not engaged before anyone thinks that that's not (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah um it's very exciting um my peak is Oh, it's so exciting. I didn't even tell either of this yet. Um, oh, Jesus on Christ. Your face. Now, hang on, because I did see an Instagram about eight weeks left at home with your mommy. Is that why you're about to tell me? Well, you know anyways that I'm going. Well, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying where I'm going or anything. Well, you know where I'm going, but... Yeah, okay, go on. I've got an apartment. <gasps> oh, my God, how? How? I know. Um, so... Okay, so I've just been filling Eva in on the details that I will fill you guys in in the next few weeks whenever um, I have more information. But basically, if you listen to the last three episodes, you will know that I was waiting to hear back about a job. And it was so funny because I was editing the last episode and I was just like listen to myself speak about it and I was like oh my god I forgot I just forgot about it but basically I had um, an interview for a very exciting job and I was waiting to hear about it because either I was doing one thing or I was doing the other either way I was changing up things a little bit so I didn't get the job and I am now moving instead because I'm doing something else which is extremely exciting um, and I'll be sharing that in the next few weeks with you um, but yeah, I was, oh my God, I was not like a normal human the week I was waiting to hear back about that job. I didn't function normally. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was sick to my stomach. And as soon as I got the email saying I didn't get the job, it was just like a, a really, it was like I could breathe again. I was mm. so relieved. Um, and not like the more I think back on it now, didn't really want the job but it was a very exciting opportunity don't get me wrong if I had have got it it would have been brilliant but it would have meant that what I'm doing now I probably never would have done because I would have got into that industry and I would have stayed there forever and in 10 years time I would be like oh but what if I did this so yeah I am so excited for what's coming and yeah I'm going to be sharing it in the next um, few episodes with everybody but um, I've got an apartment for the thing that I'm doing <laughs> the place that I'm going <laughs> so yeah we're so excited I was just I just sent Eva the link there so um she could see it and yeah it's so exciting I'm so happy oh god can't wait to come visit yes I know yay I can't wait um so yeah shall we move on to our agony else? we shall indeed we got some really good ones I think this is gonna be a good episode yeah yeah, yeah. okay we have some like a mix of like funny ones and then like actual like serious, serious like, ones. Yeah. Yeah. So to kick things off, the very first question is, do you think it matters what someone's star sign is? Um, no. <laughs> no, I don't either. I, I think it's a bit ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. I have friends and people I know who are very much into star signs and astrology and everything like that. And a lot of it would make sense to me but I just don't know in terms of like if you're actively looking for someone like a relationship or anything in terms of that if you're going to base whether you're compatible off of someone's star sign get a grip <laughs> um I know because I okay so I'm a Scorpio right yes I have a lot of traits that are Scorpio and then other ones that are absolutely not and like 
my dad is a Sagittarius. My boyfriend is a Sagittarius. They could not be more different people. Like they are <laughs> literally opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, yeah. And I also think it's a huge cop out for a lot of people. Like any kind of red flags or not so nice traits that someone has it's just easy to say oh it's just because they're a Taurus oh it's just because they're a Pisces oh Pisces I was just men. gonna say do you think people use um that as an excuse like in absolutely. like relationships absolutely mm. instead of actually looking at the core of the problem like the the core issue yeah and like instead of using it to work on yourself also if you really like someone and you know they're showing you these red flags or bad traits or just opinions that you don't agree with or whatever it's like a cop-out for you instead of like yeah. facing it and saying oh we're actually not compatible it's like mm, oh the star sign like come on yeah, yeah. No. no I think it's entertaining and I think it's fun and I think every single person on earth can find some traits in their star sign that they relate to but being serious about it no no I agree like it's fun to go read your horoscope and like your star sign and find some traits and that and sometimes you do like find things where you're like oh my god that is me but no you can't like base relationships or anything serious off someone's star sign um I agree with the whole cop out thing I think like it's like people looking for excuses at times so yeah I think yeah I agreed they're super fun to read and can be entertaining but no to answer your question no, I don't People think People are a lot more <laughs> complex than just their star sign. Yeah, than what, what time of the year they're born, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, next one. I don't know if I'm going to be very good at this one, but it's asking for movie suggestions. My One of my favourite movies is We Bought a Zoo. If you have not seen that film, go watch it. It is, oh, it's so wholesome. It's so funny and just really wholesome and beautiful. Um, I love that. What other movies? I'm not like not very good for recommendations like this um but I love Disney movies I love musicals Eva's like rich in here she hates them the (laughs) the first week that me and Eva met and stay together she told me how much she didn't like cartoon like animated films and I made her watch Paddington Bear because I was like it's kind of like middle ground because he's animated but the other characters aren't and she actually enjoyed it I did yeah but um yeah I'm not great for movie suggestions but uh we bought a zoo is one of my top faves yeah what about you my my favorite favorite movie is midnight in paris um it has owen wilson in it and it's um essentially like romanticizes paris a lot and i am a very i romanticize everything i'm very like that so it it is my kind of movie but he basically it kind of sounds so stupid but he's basically wandering the streets of paris at midnight and he goes back in time to La Belle Epoque, so the 1920s Paris, and he meets like Casso, Hemingway, all of these like artists and cultural kind of icons. Are, and it's just the best movie ever. I love it. Have we talked about this before? Because I'm getting deja vu. I remember. I think we talking. have. I think we, in, did we do like a Get to Know Us episode or something? Oh yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, I remember you speaking about this, but anyways, carry on. Yeah. Um, other classic movies. Um all right you know what one of I really really love I've always loved the movie call me by your name however I did see this kind of like not a conspiracy or whatever but another take on it where it's actually really put me off the whole idea of the movie um because one man is a proper full-grown adult in his like mid-30s and then another is a teenager and I'm like wow if that was a woman and a man maybe people wouldn't be so appreciative of that movie but I have read the book and I love the book um and I love the sequel as well what other movies do I love classic chick flick movies my favorite is Devil Wears Prada 
Mm. Love that movie. Meryl Streep, legend. Interstellar is an amazing movie. If you like space and all that stuff. I don't. I had absolutely zero idea of what was going on. I had to watch it about three times to, to get, because it's all about black holes and space and all this stuff. I don't know. But the acting, Matthew McConaughey is incredible in it. Yeah. You know, when you're scrolling on TikTok and people are like showing um like clips and stuff from movies. Um, and I seen one yesterday and I was like, oh, I need to watch that movie. Cinderella Story. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I love so that movie. The Princess Diary movies. I love them as well, actually. Just remind me. Do you know me. what? I've only kind of realized recently how much of like an absolute icon Anne Hathaway is, especially mm-hmm. when we were growing up. Like she's been in so many things. Mm-hmm. Any advice on not getting too attached to someone you're seeing? I tend to fall too fast and I always end up getting hurt. Oh, this is hard. Yeah. I'll go first since I'm the single one, shall I? Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, this is relatable. I think this, everybody's like um, love languages and like attachment styles are different. So I think if you make yourself aware of your own, then that will be helpful. Um, I was actually talking to my therapist about this um, last week and she recommended a book which I have ordered and I'm waiting for it to arrive. It's called Attached. But yeah, mm, I think just like play your cards close to your chest and don't be like showing your hand too quickly. Sound like I'm gambling here. Um, but yeah, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, you should just tell somebody how you feel because you only live once. And why, you know, why would you not tell somebody just because you are worried you might get hurt? Mm. Maybe you won't and maybe it'll be the best thing ever, but yeah I don't know what's your advice as a long-term relationship gal judging by the style of this question I'm guessing this person is very like in their feels like emotional Mm. which is good uh, like self-aware so they're probably someone who the second they get any hint of liking someone they start to imagine their whole entire life and future with them (laughs) that's me Uh, (laughs) stop doing that like I am like that too I'm a very very as I said earlier I romanticize everything but there are just there's going to be so many people you meet that you find attractive and you have you like certain qualities in them and you get along really well and then unfortunately they just don't they're not the right person Mm. and it's absolutely fine you don't have to fall in love with every single person that you meet you don't have to have every single person like you this is going to be a topic of discussion in our next episode but so I won't get into it too much here but just it's so much easier said than done but just remember at the end of the day if you meet someone and you really like them and they don't like you back who gives a like who cares yeah like you have to be okay with people maybe not reciprocating feelings for you because it's going to happen yeah it's very rare that someone meets someone and their childhood sweethearts and they live happily ever after Mm. like it's natural to imagine a future because well I don't know some people do just you know they like dating just for fun and like they like going on lots of dates and meeting new people and stuff and then some people only date people if they imagine like a future with them um, and that probably is like on the same, you know, kind of topic as attachment styles and stuff. And, you know, the kind of love language you, you have or use or you need. I don't know. But yeah, I I agree with what you were saying there. You don't need to be in love with everybody you're dating or meeting or going out with. Like you're not eventually going to fall in love with all of them. And it's OK to like have fun with somebody and not see a future with them. Vice versa. Like sometimes it's just like, you know, you're just like enjoying yourself and and being young and stuff 
but it's yeah it's probably just the yeah you're in your fields yeah and also like there's how am I going to say this I feel like we're all very sensitive these days and it's just like stop giving people the power to hurt you so much Mm. like every little thing someone there are a lot of people in the world who do not who lack empathy and who lack tact and you are going to meet people like that and someone can seem so great and so perfect and then they'll just ghost you out of nowhere or they'll you know start drama or they'll be attention seeking or they'll be a narcissist and like you're never going to see these things up front anyway but sometimes people just are the way they are and they don't actually mean to hurt you. This is going to sound really harsh, but a lot of it also is like your interpretation of the situation. So a lot of the time it's good to realize, hopefully most people don't actually mean to hurt you. It just didn't turn out the way you wanted to. Yeah. And I think at the moment, I know like thankfully we're like coming out of restrictions and things are going back to normal and that, but it's really hard, like, you know, if you are like you meet somebody say in lockdown and you're not actually able to go on dates and stuff so a lot of it's just like either for phone conversations or like messages and stuff and it's you're imagining in your head oh whenever lockdown ends this is going to happen where we're going to date and then we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend girlfriend and girlfriend we're going to be together and then we're going to go on a holiday and then we're going to do this and we're going to do that and you're imagining what things will be like again you're romanticizing what things are going to be like whenever we're not all locked in our houses and can't socialize and then it doesn't actually turn around the way you want it to um I think that and I think a lot of people have like experienced that in in lockdown um but yeah don't yeah don't give people the power essentially yeah yeah I think it's like naturally we all romanticize like things like this because you know we all want or most of us want relationships and want love and and a life with someone but like it's very it's hard when you're like falling for someone and you're like obsessed with them and you're everything is through rose-tinted glasses but like stop giving people more effort than they're giving you a lot of the time we have this idea of what we want someone to be and what we think that they could be instead of looking at the situation head on and seeing the reality of the person that they actually are and how much effort they're actually putting in versus how much effort you're putting in. Mm. And so it's obviously not very romantic to look at it so literally and like realistically, but like you have to do that. If someone's not putting in as much effort as you, stop putting in so much effort. And if they don't reciprocate it, bye. You know, it's so easy to, this is how then people get into relationships as an argument start and they start fighting and everything because you soon realize that someone is not living up to the expectation that you had in your head of what they should be when it's in reality, it's never, they've never actually been that person. They are themselves and you can choose to either take that face value or make up this idea in your head of what you hope they'll be, but that's never going to happen. So be a bit more realistic, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I can see your head go, your mind going. (laughs) Yeah, I've had not, I suppose not the exact same experience, but like something similar. And I basically let the exact same person do the exact same thing to me, like (laughs) countless times, four or five times. And I like go even like going in the last time I was like I know exactly what they're gonna do in a few days or a few weeks and they did exactly what I expected them to do so it's not that I didn't know but you still always have this like you're always like oh maybe this time (laughs) yeah you've got this hope like maybe this time they'll grow up (laughs) but they don't so yeah when somebody shows you what kind of person they are just believe them because that's exactly who they are um yeah moving on this is the one that you this is the question that I know exactly who this is 
Would you rather fight 50 rabbits or five swans? This is an easy answer for me because rabbits are so cute and cuddly, so you wouldn't want to fight them. And swans are bloody scary. So I would want to fight the swans because I could take them on. You wouldn't want to kick a rabbit or something. That would be No, cruel. this is, I would do the exact same thing. But knowing this person and knowing their thought process, I know what they're going to think, right? So five swans, it's only five of them. Mm. And like, you could literally just come up behind them and like attack them from that way. Whereas rabbits, mm. if you're trying to fight two of them, like all the other 48 are just going to come and, you know, because they're fighting you back as well. Yeah. I mean, I would lie on the ground and let 50 rabbits cuddle me. But yeah, I wouldn't want to fight fighting them. You. Yeah, no, I know that's what I mean, but I wouldn't like <laughs> rabbits are cute. You know what I mean? You don't, yeah, you don't fight them. You do, they're, they're cute. But yeah, no, I'm sick of my answer. Yeah, I probably, yeah, I'd probably pick them. Big fucking ugly heads on them. Yeah, um, I, I pick the swans. They are vicious. They bite children. Yeah, yeah. Children go to feed them bread and they just bite children. No fucks given, like, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say the swans too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Any tips to get into a better sleeping pattern? I need help. Help with five Ps. Uh, I'm not the best person to answer this question. You want to go first? Or? Um, I, oh God, I'm trying to think. Has anything ever actually got me into a better sleeping pattern? I, if you've been listening to the podcast for long enough, this has probably been brought up at least two or three times, but I'm not the best sleeper. Like once I sleep, I'm asleep, but I'm also a light sleeper. So I wake up easily, but then I can just fall back asleep easily again. And I can nap anywhere in any time of the day. But then when I'm actually sleeping at night, I oftentimes find it hard to fall asleep. The best thing that has worked for me is, first of all, being realistic about what time you're actually going to wake up at. So this is easier, obviously, when you're when you're going to work or wherever. But if it's a weekend and you don't have any plans, you don't have anything to do. If you're not the best sleeper in the first place, maybe don't set your alarm for 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning because <laughs> you're going to wake up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning and think, I have no plans today. I'm not getting up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I'm going to snooze my alarm until mm-hmm. 11 a.m. So maybe be a bit more realistic. I know everyone says wake up at the same time every single day, even on weekends. And a lot of people do that. Their body clocks just naturally wake them up. But if you don't have a good sleeping pattern, then obviously you're not one of those lucky people. Also, best Christmas present I ever got from Gray got me this this year. And he got me one of the Lumi um, sad lamps. Did I tell you this? No. Oh my God. Right. So when we were in Paris, we went to, it was kind of like John Lewis and it had these lamps and I had seen them before on like Instagram ads and stuff. And so I was just like, oh my God, I need one of these. It basically it's for like seasonal affective disorder, but also for waking up in the morning naturally. So you set an alarm, let's say 645 and at 615 or however long you want, you can set the timer for however long you want. It starts to get gradually lighter and lighter. So like it goes from a really, really, it mimics sunlight, essentially. It mimics a sunrise and you can pick all these different sounds to gradually wake up to and your alarm goes off and you can play music out of it and radio and everything like this. But oh my God, it's made such a difference because like I just find that I'm naturally waking up because it's just a little bit brighter in my room. And then like the set, you could have all these different bird sounds and like cafes and there's, it's just the best thing ever. There's different versions of them you can get. But um, if you're someone who's really bad at waking up in the mornings and you feel really groggy when you first get up and you snooze your alarm like 25 times and you just have a heart attack every time you wake up to like a really abrupt alarm it just doesn't set your day off nicely at all so maybe think about I'm sure you can get cheap ones on Amazon and things like that yeah Um, they are really really good I'm really loving it other than that 
try to go to sleep when you're actually tired because I find that sometimes when I'm tired it's like I play this mental game with myself it's like let's see how long I can actually stay awake for before I cannot keep my eyes open anymore because I hate lying there and trying to go to sleep and not being tired but yeah don't fight yourself on it go to sleep even if you're tired at 5 p.m just go to sleep um yeah again I'm seeing as a horrible sleep routine But um, I recently had a phone call with my psychiatrist who recommended some sleep hygiene. So I'm going to share what they shared with me. Oh, well, this is going to be way better than my tips, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to share what I actually do because I feel like I haven't given this 100% of my effort, but it should help somebody. So basically, no tea or coffee after five, six o'clock. I think that's kind of an obvious one. Be in your bed at, this is what they give me just a time, but I'm sure you can like change this. Um, Be in your bed, in your room by 10.30 with no devices at all. So phone either the other side of the room on airplane mode, the same with iPads, laptops, no devices, dark pitch black, obviously, a warm shower a couple of hours before you go to bed, a cup of warm milk, which will obviously turn some people's stomach, and eat a banana it's always a banana isn't it yeah Everything's always a banana yeah I wouldn't be like I, I like bananas but I'm not gonna like one at like 10 o'clock at night wouldn't be appealing to me but anyways so I mentioned this in episode one that I was trying to use my phone less at night for the first two weeks I did really well and now I need to get back into the routine again so what I do when I'm in a decent routine is I turn my phone on airplane mode it doesn't go outside the room because it's my alarm clock it stays on the locker on airplane mode um and I read um on my kindle because if I'm reading an actual physical book then I need to have my lamp on and then I would need to turn it off whereas if I have my kindle then you know it's it's a paper white so it's got a backlight on it and I generally am very tired then when I'm reading if I it's getting later and later and I'm finding it really, really difficult to sleep. Then I either go to, I used to go to YouTube and search for sleep hypnosis or sleep stories. But now I have the cam app and I just go on there and I just choose sleep meditation. And then they give you like all these different options. And I listen to that. And that for months was the only way I could get to sleep was listening to a sleep meditation. But now I'm getting there and reading or listening to sleep stories now when I was on Erasmus which was four years ago was it when I lived in Salamanca I started leaving my curtains and like my shutters open and I've never apart from then the five months I lived with it in Aviva and she needed the room to be absolutely pitch black (laughs) apart from that I actually never closed my curtains so I always wake up to sunlight for a long period of time it was literally because if I lay in darkness I would never get out of my bed because I had really bad mental health (laughs) but I actually only put up my curtains in this room about a year ago for like three years there were no curtains in my bedroom but now I have curtains but I don't generally use them that often to be honest I obviously when I'm going to bed when I'm going to sleep it's pitch black because the sun has gone down and it's dark but when I wake up it is bright so yeah see that's absolutely fine in winter when it doesn't get bright until 7 a.m but when we were in june and july and it's it's getting bright at quarter to four in the morning yeah i would wake up then so that wouldn't work for me um yeah 
I know. Yeah, it, it doesn't really bother me. Um, I don't know why. So that is what kind of works for me at the moment. My sleeping pattern definitely isn't perfect, but it is considerably better than what it used to be. To be fair, I, yeah, the whole thing of, I was having this conversation with one of the guys in work as well, that if the room is pitch dark, like we'll just never wake up. And now I rem- vividly remember it in, in Italy and Sarah would get really annoyed at me because it would be like 12 o'clock in the day and I'd still be asleep. Now, obviously, our mental health was not the best at that mm-hmm. time. So it was more of an excuse to, to kind of stay in bed. But one time we went out and we were going out two nights that weekend, each night, like one after the other. And Eva didn't get out of bed till seven o'clock the next day. And I was like, how did she do that? <laughs> Anxiety. Knocking <laughs> out the world. It was yeah, impressive. I, hence why, yeah, I can, I am known by everyone who knows me. I can sleep and sleep and sleep. Like once I'm asleep, I find it easy to just stay asleep and, or at least wake up and fall back asleep. But yeah, if we have the blackout blinds in our bedroom fully down, I will not I will not get out of bed but I at least have to have the curtains closed or like something blocking like direct sunlight in my eyes because then I will I will wake up at like 5 a.m or something if it's bright out but my main issue is getting to sleep once I'm asleep it's fine but it's getting to sleep is a difficult part which is yeah probably most people's problem but yeah I think top tips then um is the Lumi alarm clock or uh, a different brand um the cam app for me definitely um and reading rather than scrolling on your phone is definitely going to be a better alternative also just in terms of comfort wise I often toss and turn a lot because I my hips get really stiff Mm. so anyone who has sore hips or stiff hips or whatever put a pillow in between your legs like if you're lying on your side Mm -hmm. oh my god it's so comfortable yeah and guys, a few weeks ago, I got a pregnancy pillow, a V-shaped pillow on my bed. Not pregnant, just the pillow's comfortable. Um, okay, next one. Do you think Tinder is for relationships or casual sex? Um, I think it's what you make it. I, I know people who have met their significant other on Tinder and had good relationships and then I know people who also just use it for casual sex so um it's yeah I think it's just what what you make of it to be honest I have had success with neither um (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I've been on yeah a couple of like tinder dates and stuff but um yeah I mean I also met someone on tinder and Mm -hmm. it was fine until it wasn't fine (laughs) until the person turned out to be a total weirdo so yeah but uh, then one of my best friends is in like near a seven-year relationship and they met on tinder so it's completely as long as you're like mature enough to have a conversation with someone and be like so like are you literally just wanting a casual thing or you know mm-hmm. have a conversation with the person you're talking yeah. to don't have any expectations yeah you're always gonna suss it out anyways you'll, you'll eventually like meet up and go for a date or a couple of dates and yeah. then you'll figure out like what they want and as long as you're both like honest with each other and what you actually want then I don't think either is harmful yeah just you do you but yeah I think definitely don't have any expectations before you have a talk with someone about it because some people literally just do it for casual sex and then they might meet you who wants or vice versa who like is looking for a relationship so Mm -hmm. um any self-confidence tips oh this is actually on our list of episodes we need to record yeah um it's taken me 27 years to be the most confident mm. of everybody. And it's still not great. Um, 
God, I just think a lot of our issues with self-confidence is social media. Yeah, but it's it's like the the I feel like the core of it is us worrying about other people's perception of ourselves. Yeah. Um I think um the first thing you should do is we spoke about this. When did we speak about this? Really not that long ago. Um doing a purge on your social media following or people you follow, sorry, because I think um, in a lot of cases with low self-confidence or low self-esteem, um, comparison really is the thief of joy. And you're looking at these people and you think they have, I don't know, whether it's like physical attributes that you want or like their personality or their life that they have, their job or their home. And you're looking at them and you're comparing what you have and you think you should be like them sometimes. And I think you just need to like rid yourself of that. So definitely do a purge of your social media. And then also like you need to realize that Instagram is a highlight reel, TikTok, Facebook, whatever social media you're using is a highlight reel. And whenever you are comparing yourself to other people, realize that they probably are looking at you and thinking, oh my God, and I really want their hair or their clothes or like their car. And you're looking at them being like, oh, well, I really like their car or, you know, so don't compare yourself to other people. But yeah, I'm the same as Eva. Like it's taken me a long time and I'm still not nearly where I want to be in terms of like self-esteem and self-confidence but you just have to realize that you're amazing and you just yeah don't don't worry about what other people think of you just be happy in yourself and it's you know society has like made us believe that we should have you know straighter teeth smoother skin smaller stomachs bigger bums all this shit but you know you have what you have and just as long as you are healthy and happy and are surrounded by good people then that's all that should matter and I know I'm saying it should matter because it's easier said than done because I'm preaching this and I don't feel 100% confident but Mm -hmm. just like things that I try to remind myself is that I'm happy sorry am I happy this things I try to remind myself is that like I'm healthy I have a roof over my head I have a family who love me I have friends who support me and what I look like shouldn't matter and yeah I'm just trying to like honor my body more I suppose like and that's I love like yoga for that because I I'm like impressed you know what my body can do that kind of thing um I love like working on different things because I love to see how much I can like push myself to like achieve these you know everything um and yeah oh, I don't know it's such it's such a hard thing to master um but I yeah anybody who's feeling low I feel you and just remember you're beautiful and you have beautiful people around you who love you mm-hmm and like I always think like anytime I'm like not feeling great about myself like confidence wise or self-esteem wise or whatever and I think you know if you're thinking oh you're not funny enough or you're not pretty enough or you're not talkative enough you're not loud enough you're not interesting enough like for who who exactly are you doing all these things for or wanting to be all these things for because there's two ways you can look at it one if someone is making you feel like that then get rid Mm -hmm. and two 
Darren Garrahy, I think I've mentioned this before as well, is her dad says, at the end of the day, no one actually gives a fuck about you. And I know that sounds really harsh, but people are so wrapped up in their own lives. It's only the people who are really, really close to you and care about you that actually give a fuck what you're doing, what you look like, what your personality is like. No one cares because everyone else has their own internal monologue beating them up, beating themselves up probably because that's just the way everyone seems to be in this day and age is no one can be perfect enough. But look at you like you are who you are. You're stuck with you. The only person you're going to be with for your whole entire life is yourself. I think it comes with age a lot of the time, but I have huge imposter syndrome, always have um, in anything that I do. And so like self-confidence wise, that's where I lack. Like, I just don't think I'm like good at anything really. But a lot of it is just the way that you talk to yourself. So trying to rewire your brain and rewire the way you talk to yourself. If you wake up and the first thing you do when you look in the mirror is pick out every single thing that you don't like about yourself. Why not change it to just one thing that you do like about yourself? positive mindset yeah and that other people have said that they like about you and reasons why you know people are happy that you're in their life and there's just so so many more positive things than there are negative things but I mean every single person struggles with self-confidence issues like like I know people who are very like strong and like steadfast and unwavering and just very themselves like unapologetically themselves yeah yeah and they've all had times where they're just like "Mm, what am I doing who am I why am I like this why am I not like this yeah I think a lot of the time it's the way you speak to yourself and a lot of the time you're you're in your own head and you're picking out all these flaws in yourself that don't exist you're thinking that other people think this about you but they don't um, and you're seeing flaws that don't actually exist Um, like I had this like experience I suppose I'll call it whenever I was away so back in May I basically realized how unhealthy I was being um with food exercise I wasn't looking after myself and I didn't like the way I looked but it wasn't that I wanted I did obviously want to change the way I looked but it was more I'm really not treating my body kindly and I can't like possibly become a yoga teacher if I'm not like looking after myself essentially um so I started going to therapy um and I eventually like spoke with her and I started to come to terms with like an eating disorder and I started looking after myself exercising and then I went to Spain I spent three weeks becoming a yoga teacher so I was exercising every single day I was eating really healthy like beautiful food and then I left that and I went traveling for a few weeks and on this one day I went um to this like waterfall tour in Valencia it was absolutely amazing and I was wearing a bikini we were in the waterfalls and in these like beautiful like thermal lakes it was incredible and at this stop the guy had like the brand new iPhone that was like waterproof so he was like recording everything (laughs) and uh, there were four of us on the tour and he wanted to like take us to like walk behind this waterfall it was absolutely incredible it was so cool Um, the other three decided not to do it and I was like okay I'm gonna do it I was like hyping myself up and I did it I was like I shot like held on to this like these like rocks climbing he had one hand I couldn't see anywhere I was going he was telling me where to put my feet in my hands but anyways it's incredible he was videoing the whole thing and like taking pictures and then I got to the other side and I was literally like hands there I was like oh my god this is amazing like and he was taking pictures and he showed me a picture he was like oh my god look like that's such a good picture you look so happy and in that moment I felt unbelievable I was like oh my god I've waited a year and a half to become a yoga teacher and have this experience of being able to travel 
and I was just so happy and then he showed me the picture and my heart sunk I felt sick to my stomach because it's so stupid like saying this but maybe this will help somebody I sent a picture to my sister and I was like oh my god like I just had the most amazing experience ever it was captured on like video and like photographs I was like I can't share it on social media because people are going to look at me and think that I photoshopped my waist to be smaller than it is what and she was like Sarah that's just your waist but in my like I look at myself and I'm like oh my god I'm not like overweight but I'm like I'm not happy with the way I look because I let myself go for so long because of my eating disorder and then I essentially I couldn't see the changes like I couldn't see the change in myself basically and I looked at this picture and rather than being like oh my god I'm so happy in this moment and that picture caught it all I could see was like people aren't going to believe my waist is like like that because I used to be like that you know Mm, bigger essentially um and not that your weight does not matter your weight and your worth literally are not relevant like the two do not correspond they're they're just not relevant to each other like Mm -hmm. what you weigh is nothing to do with your like your worth and your self-confidence but it was just like because my disorder and like just because everything I'd gone through uh, in my mind I was like just being so horrible to myself but what should have been such a beautiful moment like as soon as I seen the photo I was like oh my god I was like that's not me which is really sad and I still have never shared that photo on social media I think my sister my therapist and my mommy are probably the only people who have seen it which is really really sad because it's such an amazing photo but yeah send it to me okay I'll send it after this (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like you go you go up and down with the self-confidence thing and I think definitely what Eva was saying um about age definitely comes because we were our first episode no sorry our second episode of this season we were looking back at old pictures of ourselves in secondary school and we used to think we were like really overweight and really ugly we look back now and we're like oh my god we were like tiny little beautiful girls oh my god I I sat on Facebook for over an hour looking going all the way back to when we were like 17 and I know I said all this in that episode so I'm not going to repeat myself but like I just I was so cute and I was so pretty and I didn't people are probably gonna be like oh you're tooting your own horn saying that but like I was yeah like you you know I like I like we just wished we were kinder to ourselves yeah and I just wanted to go back and give her a hug but yeah we were just so like just not confident so insecure I mean still are but like you know I have a better grasp on it now yeah exactly um yeah that was sorry that was a really long talk about self-confidence but uh, hopefully that helps somebody (laughs) um okay next one I am starting to resent my friends for their inability to save money and then complaining they have no money I feel like I'm seeing my life just fading by because they always say they can't afford activities I know their situations very well so this isn't everyone's in a different situation kind of thing they are all in over their overdrafts without good reason and bored of listening to them complain. I am the asshole, but am I the asshole? Mm. I don't know. I don't think uh, I don't think anybody's the asshole in this situation, but I mm. think maybe you all have different priorities. Yeah. Um, 
well yeah you all clearly do have different priorities um um, I really want to know what kind of like activities you're talking about because if I you know my advice is just go do the activities by yourself if you can mm. I know it's like easier said than done like maybe this is like I don't know like maybe this is something you want to be able to do as a group of friends oh I know I get what you mean it is I mm, but also it's like frustrating, what, but, mm. it's it's okay yeah it's frustrating because you want to experience life with your friends and Mm -hmm. you know you want to do all these fun things with your friends but if you have people in your life who are not in a position to do these things then you need to find other people who are because it's not your friend's responsibility to live the way that you're living or save the money that you're saving you know yeah it's a bit might be a bit shit that someone's in their overdraft but like that's their problem and that's their responsibility and you don't get to govern how somebody else spends their money you know it's it's nice for you to be able to say I do save my money and I don't spend my money on stupid stupid and inverted commas mm. things and I don't have an overdraft or I haven't touched my overdraft but like so <laughs> do you want a medal <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah I think it is just a situation where they obviously just have very different priorities than you and yeah if you want to do things that they say they can't afford then yeah find maybe find different people who do want to because and it's not that you're not going to be friends like you don't have to like cut them out or anything Mm. but oh I don't know it's it's really hard to save money you know I go through like phases um where I just spend um and spend and there's no reason for me to spend it but I think you've actually mentioned this in the last episode that sometimes it gives you like this you know serotonin boost and you know there has been studies to say that you know it gives you these endorphins that make you happy and it's I don't know I think it's more complex than you know just saying that they should be able to save money like why are you letting your life fade by because of things that other people can't do yeah you should take the bulls by because then you're going to resent your friends yeah exactly take the bull by the horn yeah, take the by the horns. Like, you know, you've already said you're starting to resent your friends because you feel like your life is fading by because they're not willing to save money to spend, you know, on, on going out together or doing fun things together or whatever. But if that's the way they are, then that's the way they are. And like, you can't put the responsibility on them. I know, obviously, no one wants to do activities alone. No one wants to go out by themselves. But and obviously, it's the older you get, let's be honest, the harder it is to make new friends and meet new people. But I don't know if you're that close with them where you know their situations very well maybe have a chat with them um and tell them how you're feeling always communicate like maybe they are genuinely maybe they want to save money and they're literally they don't know how like maybe it's maybe they need help and maybe they don't want to save money like maybe they just don't have that priority that you have you know every everybody's different I don't know what oh this is you're not the asshole I don't think you're an asshole here definitely not um but neither are they for not wanting to save money maybe they don't want to maybe they do maybe they need help I don't know it's difficult it is really annoying to watch someone like piss away all their money on like clothes that they already have or you know their like fifth coffee of the week when they have a coffee machine at home and then they complain that they have no money because it's like, yeah, obviously you don't have money because you're spending it on stupid shit. But you telling them that more than likely is not going to have, it's not going to change anything. 
mm. until they want to stop spending money on things like that. So yeah, I get that like it's 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 not the same as someone saying I have no money to spend when all of their money is going into their savings, we'll say. I feel like that's what this person is saying. You know, they're all in their overdrafts without good reason because presumably they're go- spending, they're going into their overdrafts, spending it on material things that maybe they don't need or, you know, things like that. But, you know, and then complaining that they don't have money. I get that that's frustrating. That, yeah, that is frustrating, yeah. Because then you just want to shake them and be like, hello, stop spending your money in Zara then. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's so, like, it's so, fr- it is so frustrating when, like, I've had a conversation recently with somebody and they, like, confided in me how much they were struggling financially and it was causing them so much anxiety and so much stress. But then they do things like go out drinking, like, five days a week or they're like buying cigarettes and alcohol and you know they need to I think it's one of those things where they need to realize it by themselves like because like for me on the outside looking in I'm like well clearly the obvious answer is to go out maybe just once or twice a week rather than five times a week because then you know you're gonna have more money then to like save for rent or electricity or bills or your car or whatever um but it is always easier when you're on the outside looking in. You're being like, well, how can they not see that if they just stop spending their money on XYZ, then they'll have more money for savings or rent mm. or whatever. But the answer is, I don't think you're an asshole, no. I think you're just friends with people who have different priorities. And it's a little bit annoying because obviously you care about these people and you want to spend time with these people. But I don't know, maybe it's just you're not on the same wavelength, you know? Right. Now that Ireland has opened up fully, I'm feeling slightly overwhelmed at the thought of nights out and seeing people. Any tips on dealing with the post-COVID social anxiety? I feel like I've forgotten how to converse with other human beings. So many people really loved lockdowns for this reason. Just because the world has opened up again doesn't mean that you have to actually go out and go on all these nights out or see every single person all the same time, all the time. You know, you don't have to go on every night out. You don't have to do every single thing just because someone suggests it, just because now we can. Stick to the people that you know. Stick to the people that you feel comfortable around. And you are more than well within your right to say no if you don't feel like doing anything. Just because, like, fingers crossed, touch wood, whatever, we're never going to be in another lockdown again. So we have the next 50 plus years to do whatever we want, whenever we want. Yeah, I agree. Just because the world has opened up and gone back to normality in uh, quotation marks, you don't have to. You take your time and do things at your own pace. Think you are definitely not alone dealing with post-COVID social anxiety. Um, I think a lot more people than you think um, are feeling the same way. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, like, talk to people, let them know how you're feeling if they've invited you out. Don't feel like you need to lie or, like, make up an excuse. Just be like, look, not just ready just yet. Um, I need a bit more time. That's absolutely fine. And again, it's, I think, the same thing I said about the self-confidence. Like, you're comparing, you're seeing everybody, like, on social media be like, oh, my God, we're finally allowed out. I'm going to the pub or I'm going here, I'm going there. And just because they're ready to socialize again doesn't mean you are. And another tip is um, if you are feeling the social anxiety, therapy is amazing. Mm. I think I say it most episodes, how much I love therapy, (laughs) how much I love my therapist. Um, how much it has helped me if you need a little help in hand then yeah definitely speak to your GP or something about it but um, yeah you're definitely not alone on that front at all okay next one scared of my flatmates pulling out of getting a house together next year 
help. And then they've added a few hours later, posted a problem earlier about roommates pulling out of getting a house together next year. There has been an update. My roommate has decided not to get a house for the rest of us next year, and it has made it very awkward with everyone. Act natural, bring up the awkwardness. Ah, I hate drama. Um, so this has happened to me actually. Same. Um, <laughs> it's more common than you think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but this actually ruined our friendship with this person whenever it happened to me. Um, and it wasn't that they had decided to live with someone else and not live with us that upset us. But it was the fact that just the way they went around it and kind of lied about things pretty much. Um, and then just kind of left us all high and dry, basically. It was like one minute it was like, no, no, I'm definitely going to live with you. And then the next day it was like, um, I've actually got a house with someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I mean, ideally, it won't ruin your friendship because, you know, it shouldn't, depending on, like, how they dealt with it and how they treated you. Act natural, bring up the awkwardness. Um, I think it's all, like, the tension or, like, awkwardness is always going to be there unless you have a conversation about it. But I get, yeah, the hate and drama. I know it can be, like, very awkward to bring up, but, like, I don't know. It depends how they've gone around it. If you're set, if the first one was scared of my flatmate pulling out, then obviously you got the vibes, but maybe they weren't being 100% honest with you. So maybe send them a message and be like, oh, I'm disappointed. You know, we're not going to be living together. Um, I wish you had of been more honest and open with us, but, you know, hopefully we'll still see each other and still be able to go out together or whatever you like to do with this person. But yeah, I think sometimes if you don't bring it up and you leave it to fester then it can like manifest in um, a bad way maybe what do you think yeah so same thing happened to me one of my friends we are still friends <laughs> but um one of my friends we call you know you, you make these plans to live with someone the next college year or uni or whatever or just the next year in general once your lease is up and then things just change. So yeah, I, like Sarah, this person decided to just message me and let me know, hey, I've actually, I'm moving in with two other people. And I was like, sound. First of all, don't discuss it with me. Second of all, just these two other people, whatever, like leave me high and dry looking for another roommate, whatever. Um, then there was the whole issue of the, oh, there is another room, but it's a single room. We all have double rooms. So um, you can have the single room, but we're still all going to be paying the same amount of rent. That was another issue. Um, I find finding a house and people to live with is the like sole most stressful experience Mm. of life so far. (laughs) Like there is nothing like it because you have your your friends that you desperately want to live with. You're trying to find a house in time. Then if you don't find a house in time, people start, you know, leaving and going off and doing their own thing because obviously everyone does not want to be homeless. You don't want to live with strangers. It's a, it's a whole thing. I I was very hurt by this. I'm all I'm too sensitive for these things. I am always hurt by these things, especially when people don't communicate with me or just don't consider it from my point of view. Like yeah. I I find it strange when people don't know how to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. I have come to learn, and I knew this beforehand that this person is we're just different people. We just think of situations differently. We go about things differently. It's not something I would have ever done, but we did talk about it. And yeah, we, we just approached situations differently. And obviously, ultimately, that person did just want to find a bloody house to live in. And anyone who's ever lived in Galway will know how 
absolutely horrendous it is trying to find a house. There isn't enough houses for all the people in that city. Yeah, I would definitely talk about it. Don't just ignore it because it's just going to stay awkward. And ultimately that will then lead to you just not being friends with this person anymore because you'll naturally just drift apart. Definitely say, yeah, essentially what you said, like just it is disappointing that, you know, we're not going to live together, that you did pull out. Ultimately, you can't make someone do something that they don't want to do. You can't really make somebody feel bad for the actual decision. Um, it's more so the way that people go about it is what hurts other people in the end, I think. Yeah, exactly. Because um, as you say, it's so stressful. And what probably happened is that it's it's very difficult to find a house or an apartment. And this person was getting stressed thinking that you would never find something and somebody else they know probably messaged them be like, oh, I heard you're looking for a room. Do you want to come live with us? And they were like so panicked and so stressed. That they were like, yeah, let's just do it. Like, let's just take this room because what if I don't get one with you know you essentially um and it is like it can seem quite selfish um but everybody just has to look after themselves I suppose so mm. they didn't probably intentionally like want to leave you out but it was probably just a decision made because of stress and yeah it depends yeah how they went about it but I say we're an asshole about it but yeah <laughs> don't leave it faster yeah do not please don't just the worst thing communicate I know they didn't communicate but yeah um do you ever just want to pack up and leave everything behind and get a fresh start I'm so fed up of where I am and want change I'm sorry is this my mind speaking here like <laughs> yes absolutely every day of my life and the yeah. annoying thing is it's not really possible it's not like you can just pack up your whole life and just leave tomorrow I know everyone is always like oh you can't plan the future like you should just go and just if you want to do this just do it Certain things do take planning, especially when you're an adult and you need money and you need, you know, you do need to plan certain things. And a lot of people, if not most people, will have one or two situations that are kind of keeping them where they are. But yeah, if at least you're aware that you're feeling this because it clearly means that you are not entirely happy with where you are in life, be that literal or otherwise. Geographical. Yeah, do you graphically? That's what I meant by that's what I meant by literal. Oh, <laughs> oh my brain's gone to mush, lad. I don't know. Um, oh. Yeah, so I don't know. Sit down with yourself. Think about where you would like to be. Try not to think about forever. Just the next few months, maybe. Think about where you'd like to be. What would make you happy? Um, and if you have the resources then just give it a chance but if you're feeling like this you need to just make change because you're never gonna it's just not gonna do you're just not gonna be completely happy but yeah every day of my life I'm like nah fuck this I'm off mm-hmm. so yeah the same as Eva all the time and yeah I am pretty much doing this um in a couple of weeks I haven't no I haven't shared where I'm going yet but yeah I'm I'm doing it um I've wanted it for a very long time and now I am in a position to do so so I am and as I said already I am so so excited but yeah you absolutely should if you are fed up and you want change then you bloody make it happen pick where or what you want to change like you might this might be a geographical change see I know the word Um, (laughs) you might just want to like change jobs move house move apartment get a new car I don't know what change you want um but it's obviously something big if you want to pack up and leave everything behind so yeah get a fresh start go do it because 
oh it'll be so fun I hope <laughs> it's scary it's so scary but yes just I love that feeling I yeah. love change. Change mm-hmm. is the best. People who are afraid of change, obviously I'm not talking about horrible negative things. I just mean mm. change is always for the better. It is. I love the saying, um, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Mm. I love it. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Um, and if you need any motivation, yeah, we're so written for you. If you need any motivation, send me a message because I will give it to you. I've literally been pestering all my friends for the last few months <laughs> and it's starting to work <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah speaking of like the resources and stuff I mean I just need money and I'm gone but look sometimes you have to just stick things out in order mm-hmm. to get somewhere else yeah exactly yeah exactly like as I said already like I've been planning this for so long but like financially it's only now that I'm in a in a position to do that and you know you make sacrifices you you know maybe get like one less takeaway a week or like don't buy that pair of shoes that maybe you don't need or like buy less takeaway coffee or you know just you make sacrifices to like be able to get that fresh start just do it like oh just do it oh it's just such an exciting thing so yeah 100 yeah. yeah. we're behind you we are absolutely behind you you go get this girl or guy um okay next one i'm always scared to do the things i want to because i'm scared of what people will say about me any advice okay we've said this already yeah nobody gives a fuck about you no no number one question is why why are you afraid of what people will say about you because that's an issue so first of all figure that out yeah that's something you need to like look inward why do you care you shouldn't yeah I mean I think we've all been there I definitely would have done something like I'm doing now in the podcast with Eva a lot lot earlier like had I not worried about what people think about me yeah like lots of different things I like think this all the time I'm like do I set up a new Instagram for my yoga or what will people think or do I set up um, an Instagram to sell my embroidery tote bags oh but what will people think I've stopped myself doing so many things but now I'm just like I just don't care like I oh my god I think the first week two weeks of us putting out the podcast like back in March last year was like amazing because we were like oh my god people actually enjoy this and it transferred for me transferred into other parts of my life where I was you know what if I want to do something I'm just gonna fucking do it because I want to and it'll make me happy and that's all you should care about really as long as you're not hurting anyone else intentionally then just do it yeah again we've said it before apart from the people who are very close to in your life you are a passing minute thought going through Mm -hmm. someone's brain and then it's gone they don't care and if they do care so what that's their problem exactly like if you just go ahead and take the leap and do what you want to do doesn't matter what it is the opportunities or like the growth that will happen like the people that will come into your life oh my god why would you be why would you want to be 80 years old sitting in your bloody rocking chair wherever you are and thinking that person those few people who I cared so much about their opinion of me I stopped talking to them a couple years later so why didn't I just do that thing or they turned out to be a prick anyway so why didn't I just do that thing I wanted to or turns out they actually had a conversation with me not too long after saying like you know whatever you want to do in life I'm 100% behind you and like all this stuff like so why did I think that they would judge me for doing what I want to do you're in your own mind you're not in anyone else's head it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you I get that obviously, you know, people close to you, it matters. But, you know, mm-hmm. just if you want to do something, just do it. Please just do it. Yeah. 
like be selfish in the sense that like just put yourself first so yeah just you you like look after yourself and make yourself happy I am I have so many plans for the next few weeks whenever I make this change of things I'm going to do that I have been putting off for so long and I'm so excited for them. And if something makes you excited or like something gives you like a little like fire in your belly or like makes you excited, do it and don't worry about anyone else. Okay, so our last question is, this actually breaks my heart a bit. I don't even want to read this. I'm so lonely. I really want to meet someone. It's been so long since I've had a romantic relationship and I hate being alone. Any tips, please? Oh, first of all, I want to give you a hug. I'm sending you a hug through the screen or through the phones or whatever. Listening device you're using. Yeah. hugs. We're sending you love, yeah. Yeah, no one likes to be alone or feel lonely. It's, it's hard because like we can't just magic up this answer for someone that, you know, to assure you that you are going to meet someone tomorrow or I wish I could but these things just happen when they happen and I think in the meantime you just need to like there are the basic things that we could say like like tinder or meeting someone at work or means you know go out maybe a little bit more do more activities and you might meet you know like-minded people things like that but they're the things that everyone says just to say something I think like just have fun and like do things that make you happy like I feel like I was kind of in my head about like the similar kind of thing like over summer where like most of my friends had boyfriends or were in relationships and I was like oh it would be nice to like go on double dates or like have somebody and then I did go on a few dates with someone before I went to Spain and then I was like oh my god like this is just not like they weren't for me like we weren't compatible but I was like I just went away then and like had the best six weeks ever and then I came home and I was like god I I'm not ready for a relationship I don't want a relationship right now because I really want to like focus on myself so I don't know but then I don't know is that kind of stupid thing to say I don't know No, no I think so I think if you're like feeling really lonely then surround yourself with like friends and like do something like maybe go out like hiking or swimming or go for cocktails go bowling with your friends and then you'll be surrounded by these people and talk to them and tell them how you're feeling because I think something a lot of people say is like they're not alone they're surrounded by people but they still feel lonely so I think if you communicate that with your friends and just yeah just do more things and go out and have fun um you'll not have time to even think about wanting to meet somebody and then you never know maybe they'll just pop up in your lives isn't that what people say it always happens when you're least expecting it I don't know I can't vouch for that but I think a lot of people say that (laughs) (laughs) it's just something people say so it must be true Yeah. yeah I think also what Sarah said so if you know that it is just you know you just feel lonely for someone else and you would like to just have that like partnership and companionship and have a relationship then just you know busy yourself essentially don't focus on it too much because it's something that you ultimately cannot control if it's more so a thing of you feel lonely in yourself like in general and alone even if you are surrounded by people definitely do say it to your friends say it to your family even just one friend like you know just you could just casually bring it up and just say look I'm not feeling great in myself by myself because you don't want to get in a relationship just to mask you know a kind of loneliness that you're feeling in yourself but yeah you just just talk to people in general it's absolutely fine to say like oh I'm fine in my life I'm fine in myself but I would just love to like have someone because we all do we all would like you know it's just a natural kind of human emotion to to want to 
spend a bit of your life with someone or yeah just to have a relationship have someone to love and love you so I wish I could give you a magic answer Mm. and a way that you could just like like I said just meet someone tomorrow but it's just a lot harder than than that isn't it yeah it's easier said than done unfortunately but you will you will find some someone um I'm sure Mm -hmm. so don't stress don't sweat it just like keep doing things that make you happy um and it'll happen when it happens when the time is right that is gonna be so fun to edit (laughs) we talked for so long I really really hope you guys liked it because yeah that was so fun to record so thank you to everybody who sent in their questions and stuff yeah that was really good yeah I enjoyed that hopefully we give some sort of good advice and if you're new you can go back to season one and listen to our other agony ant episode which is also very fun and yeah shall we finish up with a question of the day yeah we shall okay um what is your favorite part of the day Ooh, let's be specific about this now not just a time but like what you actually mm. your favorite time routine whatever part of the day okay on my days off breakfast is usually my favorite time of the day because i've usually lay on a little bit longer than usual and then I get up and I usually make um eggs and I'll either be watching something on YouTube or Netflix or maybe listening to a podcast or just like scrolling on TikTok or Instagram and it's just relaxing and I really enjoy that and my days when I'm working my favorite part of the day um is usually when I'm not in (laughs) yeah um oh I don't know that's really hard it's probably bedtime to be honest like whenever I'm like winding down I love my bedroom guys I love it so much I love my bed it's so comfortable and just so nice and recently my sister got me the head plan for Christmas so my nighttime routine is just kind of nice and I sit and I read my book I'm at the moment I'm reading Bridgerton which I'm really enjoying the first book and then I will just like use my head plan to journal and like yeah and what I was doing at the beginning of January actually was like making little like daily like vlogs on TikTok and so I was like taking videos of my highlights so I would like get into bed every night and edit a TikTok and it was just so nice because I'd be like oh what a nice day I did so many nice things and I could like Mm. look back on the day so yeah when I'm in work or when I'm off work it's getting up in the morning and having a nice relaxed breakfast and when I'm in work it's winding down in the evening is my favorite Sorry for a long-winded answer. What's yours, Eva? No, mine are kind of the same. So my days in work, I don't like the actual physical act of getting up out of bed early. But once I'm up, I like, I love just sitting on the train, especially if it's the longer commute. I either have a shorter commute or a longer commute, especially if it's a longer commute, because I can just sit there with my coffee, with earphones in, listening to music and just like have a relaxing time with no one bothering me, no one talking to me, nothing expected of me before I go into work and then all those things happen. Yeah, I just really enjoy it, especially if it's if I'm on the train before the sun rises and then I get to watch the sunrise while I'm on the train. Oh my God, the amount of nice sunrises I've seen recently the last like few weeks. Oh my God, so nice. I just feel it just I feel so calm going into work when my morning starts off like that. If I'm not in work, do you know what? I, it's such a simple thing, but I've all, I've done this for years. Not every time, but a lot of the time. I'll get up early. Like most of the time I do just wake up early now. Well, 
my early on a day off is like 9 a.m <laughs> 9 or 10 a.m not early but anyway so we'll have a little bit of line then I'll still get up before 12 we'll say I'll make a cup of tea and toast and then get back into bed with the tea and toast and a lot of the time I'll get kind of sleepy again so like I'll have my tea and toast and I'll be watching something on like YouTube or Netflix or whatever and I'll kind of just doze then again for like another like half an hour or something and it's just so nice and then I'll get <laughs> up and properly start my day mm-hmm. um that's if like I have nothing to do to actually be up for in the morning I don't know it's just nice to just like take time to not always be doing like, something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it just makes me feel good so at the end of the day that's that's all that matters yeah yeah I like that okay I have an additional question what was your favorite part of your day today like what happened to you today that that made you happy I actually had a really nice day in general I had a really nice shower I love a good shower and I got new skincare I started using retinol for the first time because I'm 27 and they say that by they I don't mean like stupid I mean like actual dermatologists say that you start to notice your skin starting to age when you reach 27 and I definitely I noticed like lines around my eyes and forehead and stuff which isn't a bad thing but you know whatever we're not going to get into that now so yeah I had a really nice long shower I had a number three shower so I did the whole shebang and I did my skincare and I listened to friends while I was in the shower um and then I came down and made a cup of tea and spoke to my brother on the phone which was really nice um I know I'm rambling now this is more than one thing but this this was all within an hour so we'll say this in one hour (laughs) yeah yeah this this was like a one hour period um yeah and then my brother rang me and we were on the phone for like 45 minutes which was nice yeah that was actually really nice I kind of didn't really think like I did think about it I'm trying to be more mindful of like romanticizing my day or just enjoying my day more instead of thinking of these monotonous things like doing the dishes or having a shower or like you know just trying to like enjoy them all instead of thinking of the next like big thing rather than just enjoying going through the motions of of day-to-day life yeah what was your favorite part of your day Sarah my favorite part of my day was um so me and mommy went for a drive to the beach I had a little sea swim it was so cold but it was amazing and then we went to view a room that I've been asked to teach yoga in so I'm gonna be doing that soon and then we went for lunch and we just had a nice little day I love those days, mommy daughter days. Mm. I miss the sea so, so, so much. Oh, what I would give to go for a freezing cold winter sea swim. Oh my God. And I got new um, socks, like swimming socks. And oh my God, I did not think that they would keep my toes as warm as they did. But it was amazing. So good. Yeah, my toes were fine. I still couldn't feel my fingers, but it was so good. And there were like two surfers in the water and I was just like bobbing along, just watching them, just having a time of my life. And mommy was just on her little walk, listening to episode two of the season. Oh, go on, Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was just lovely. It was just nice. I will always remember a few years ago, me and a few of the girls went and stayed in La Hinch in Clare. And it was a really, really like misty day. It was raining. We all decided to just throw on wetsuits and go for a sea swim in La Hinch. And I just remember lying on my back in the water and it, it started pissing rain. But if you're ever swimming in the sea while it's raining, oh my God, it was amazing. It just makes you feel so... And that was actually the first time I've ever worn a wetsuit. By God, do they keep you warm? Yeah. Oh God, I miss, I need sea therapy like right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I love the sea. That was, I wasn't actually in my new year's resolutions in the podcast but I I added it to the list in late December 
um, that I was trying to do one sea swim a week. So I got the first week of January and then because of my tooth, I haven't been back. So I was back on on track today. And yeah, um, I think my next sea swim is actually going to be in Dublin because I'm going to Dublin on Tuesday to go to a live podcast with my sisters for I'm grandmam. <gasps> oh my God, you little bitch. <laughs> I know, so oh excited. Oh my God, I love them. Yeah. So I am going to Dublin on Tuesday and I am trying to convince Fiona to come for a swim on Wednesday. She was like, oh, I was going to suggest brunch. And I was like, both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have yeah. your sea swim and then enjoy brunch. Oh my God, it'll taste yeah. so much better after like mm-hmm. sea air. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully we'll be able to like fully share more of our good stories yeah, yeah. it's funny for being really vague I really hate when people do that but things are happening we are sending all our good energy to you guys because we are happy we want you to be happy and yeah talk to you later <laughs> talk to you <laughs> bye, bye.